0: Hello, everyone, and happy Veterans Day, happy Friday, happy November, happy everything. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews. You have landed on the Friday 15, where every Friday we answer the industry questions that you have submitted. Now, if you're wondering how to submit them, you can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15, or click on the uh, description, and we'll have a link to where you can answer your own questions. Don't forget, no matter what they are, a lot of them will come in from newer advisors, but whatever your angle you're coming from, if you have questions on marketing, if you have questions on systematization, any of that, drop those in the comments, uh, because we will find the right person in the industry to answer that question for you. Well, I am so excited because, um, well, first of all, we're really getting into host week, which um, for those that haven't heard, it's the end of January. I think it's January. I should have known this before going live. January 23rd through the 27th. It's the last um, week in January. It's a free event. So you can sign up at the link in the description at hostagencyreviews.com slash host week. And I'm just going to share my screen really quickly because I want, um, we're doing, we're ending our call for speakers soon. Next Friday is the last day where you can submit um, your speaker application. So that's at hostagencyreviews.com slash speaker. But I want to show you um, what we've got in store. Okay, so hostagencyreviews.com slash hostweek. That'll give us the information to register. Again, it's free for Host Week. We'll have consortia interviews. We'll have host agency interviews. We'll have um, lots of great speakers, two speakers every day doing edgy spots, which will be educational sessions for advisors. And then we also have one keynote every day. So here's kind of, um, it's 75 days away. You can see our host week speakers right now are dominated by dogs. That's because these are the dogs of HAR, and they will probably likely be somewhere in the background during host week. So, but we'll be coming out with a more um, detailed schedule once the speaker call call for speaker ends next Friday. So keep an eye out for that. Make sure to save your spot. You can see all sorts of host agencies that will be interviewing for it. And again, this year we're adding consortia. So. Excited to see you there. Um, Let's jump into uh, our questions. While I'm pulling those up, by the way, Small Business Saturday is coming up. Um, I'm going to put a link in the comments to our article Mary has about marketing for Small Business Saturday. So she has all the hashtags, she's done all the research. So if you're looking for some of those for your marketing, um, click that link because Mary's got them all for all the different social platforms on what the hottest. Hashtags are. All right. So, first question comes in from Camilla. I am at a stage of doing as much research as possible to figure out how to shape the travel offerings I have in my head and make it a reality. I'm a complete newbie. I see a lot of individuals going down a road of offering very small group trips with themselves as the tour leader or the host of the trip. I have followed the individuals for some time. They seem to have made a big leap from traveling themselves to suddenly offering travel that others can join them on. Now, from what I'm hearing here, Camilla, it sounds like you're talking about influencer, like social media influencers um, that are traveling and then now offering trips for their fans to join them. So Camilla goes on with this type of setup. What is the format usually? Would the individuals have established a registered company themselves, be handling all the bookings, creating the itineraries, or would they typically have an agency they work with that does that? And then they just kind of white label it or rebrand it for themselves. Um, they also appear to take payments for themselves. So how does that work with liabilities? I'm going to stop here because there's another question or another paragraph of questions. But Camilla, um, it's hard to tell you exactly what the like normal format is because there's a couple of different options if you're an influencer or someone that's looking to to kind of move into these groups um, if you have an audience. Like it doesn't have to be an influencer. You could be a local chef that wants to take a group down to Mexico because you specialize in Mexican cuisine and you want to take them to a certain area in Mexico and talk about the cultural um, the cultural beginnings of that food. So let's see. Um, I, it's hard for me to tell without looking at each individual influencer and telling what they're doing on the back end. That can be a little bit opaque. So I would say when an when influencer decides they want to kind of monetize with travel, there's two ways they can do it. So the two ways you said, one is they're doing the booking and they're essentially the travel agency. So they're getting all of the commission from it. And they're also doing all of the work which is not attractive to a lot of influencers. And so what sometimes they might do is they might pair with a travel agency they trust. And then the travel agency will give them some kind of a kickback. Like maybe they'll give you 5% of everybody that um, books through your link. And then you'll make that 5%. They'll have these group bookings that they can work with. So it, it really kind of depends on how much work you want to do. The easiest way as you're stepping into it is to have a travel advisor do it because there's a very steep learning curve, especially if you're working um, full time on influencer things. So not a, a specific way to do it. But one thing to be aware of um, is that with uh, if you're using a travel agency and you decide you want to like cut out the middle person, the travel agent at some point and book your own, you can totally do that. And it will bring you in more money. There is more room besides just the commissions because what happens with group bookings is typically after you reach a certain amount, it's going to vary uh, by supplier that you're working with and kind of the situation. But usually within travel, if you're bringing a group of people, once you reach a certain threshold, like say once you reach 15 people or 16 people on a trip, they'll say, all right, you can get a free TC, which is a tour conductor credit. And they'll say, we'll give you for like every um, 16 people you bring along, you get a free TC. And travel advisors will use that in a whole bunch of different ways. So they might use it to lower the price for everybody. So if the, the cost of that person was $800, they might across the board lower the price. Would not recommend this because you work so hard to do all of this, that money should be yours and there's a lot of value you're creating. Other ways travel advisors might use this money, just pocket it 100% as a bonus commission. Or they may use half of it or a quarter of it um, to maybe put in for a dinner uh, that they'll include complimentary to people that's unique to their itinerary and then pocket the rest. So There's a lot of different flowing around that a travel advisor can do with those TC credits. Um, now the last part of your question is you are asking, just trying to make head or tails of the way to structure this, what does an individual offering host and trips need to register as in terms of a business? Um, and does working with another agency to create itineraries and make the bookings work, does that affect how payments are made um, for the right liability and coverage? All right. So if you're using a travel agency to book through you don't need to do any special registration because the agency is going to be doing all the work for you. If you've decided to become the agency yourself, you might want to register as a separate business um, if you don't already have one for your um, for your influencer business. So you'll need to have some kind of a business entity that you're registering with, um, but if you've already got one for your influencer part of the business, you may not need a separate one. I would talk to your accountant about that. It's going to depend on what kind of liabilities you have and um, you know how much you're at risk for if something goes wrong. The other thing I would say with how does that affect payments? Um, if you're using an agency or if you're booking yourself, most likely what you're going to be doing, and I would highly recommend this, is you're going to be using a supplier, And so that supplier is actually who all the booking, the money is going to go through. You don't have to really worry about processing money unless you're doing some kind of a service charge or consultation charge along those lines, above and beyond what the supplier is is giving you. Then you're going to need some kind of third-party processing system like Square or Venmo or whatever you choose to use to collect that money. But other than that, all the money is going to the supplier. They're the ones that pay the individual components of your itineraries, the hotel, the tour guides, et cetera. So Camilla, I hope that answers it. I've got a couple more resources I want to show you since you're looking at groups. Let me, um, let's see. Let's go back onto here and I'm going to show you our podcast because within our podcast, um, this is the Friday 15, but we also do an in-depth podcast every quarter called the Travel Agent Chatter. And if you go to our homepage, go to the drop down and say you're looking for a podcast, Um, The Travel Agent Chatter podcast, if you select the tag, you'll be able to pull up, um, there's one that says groups, and that'll pull up all the interviews we've done with people that specialize in groups. There's a lot of great tips in there that could really help you out on that end. Um, I'll put that link in the description. The other thing is if you type in groups up on the top, five ways, five steps to finding groups, it's not as hard as you think, is an article that'll be really helpful it's part of a series. So there's two other ones in there. Uh, 10 insider groups, group booking tips from travel advisors to other travel advisors. And then on the supplier side, here's what they want you to know about group bookings. So I'll post all three of those in the description. So you can take a look and read those because that'll add some context to things as well. Um, and then let's see, I think, I think that's about all. So while I'm pulling up the Next um, article, I wanted to remind everybody that if you're a fan of the Friday 15, don't forget that you can get reminders. So you go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. We'll link to it in the description. Um, and you can sign up for an e-reminder, which will remind you right before the Friday 15, and it'll tell you what questions we'll be answering. Um, so you can get that information ahead of time, as well as a link, a direct link to the recording. So if you happen to miss it, you can take a look at that um and let's see question two this is from anonymous and they are saying i'm looking to start a travel business with limited spare time don't we all so little time in the world Um, i'm looking to primarily travel more myself as well as to help others travel more is there a minimum amount of time that should be invested if you go the host agency route um oh oh ryan came up to visit he's in the background um No, I wouldn't say there's a minimum amount of time. It's very, very common for people to be part-time their first two years as they transition um, building up their client base. And because the sales cycle is so long and it takes so long to get paid in travel, it's very hard your first couple years um, to go at it full-time. But I will say that one thing you'll want to consider is most host agencies are looking for people that aren't just booking their own travel they want to make sure that they're serious about their business and that they're not essentially giving a consumer a 15 percent discount through commission so i would make sure to check out any host agencies you're looking at it sounds like you also want to book other people as well as yourself Um, but i would make sure to check in with the host agencies you're talking to and making sure in their contract knowing what the minimums are because some host agencies will have minimums that you need to book like $10,000 10000 or whatever, $10,000 in sales every year. Otherwise, um, they will not let you into their network again. And so check that out um, and make sure too within there that it's clear for you how much of those sales need to be of other people because there might be something in there that says uh, 50% of that $10,000 needs to be sales for other people or there needs to be a ratio of one of your trips to five of someone else's trips. So those are some things to think about. Um, There is an article about contracts on here. So I'm just going to pull this up. So on the site, if you type in the word contract, um, the article that'll pull up is independent travel agent contract. And that'll give you some ideas of um, red flags to look for, legal resources, um, and a sample contract for you to take a look at. And I will put that in the show notes. So let's see. We are just cruising along today. Where's my, oh, here we go. All right, last question. So this is from, oh man, I forgot to look this up. I forgot to write it down. Hold on now, let me see if I can find this. All right, so this one just came in and this one is talking about being a tour operator and a specialist. So I'm still trying to look up the name. Hold on, I'm feeling bad that I haven't written this down. Okay, so this is from rahim okay so brahim thanks for writing in i'm sorry it took me so long to get to your name so brahim says first of all thank you so much for the amazing work you've been my number one source of information so far love to hear that brahim so i'm sending this note to introduce myself as a local travel guide looking for a host agency to collaborate with i'm a young travel guide and photographer um from the village of Tinet in western anti-atlas in southern morocco a region known for its arid mountains and breathtaking landscapes. And after I read that, Brahim, I had to go and look. So I Googled it and really, really gorgeous. It reminds me a lot of kind of Southwest United States, um, that arid, beautiful, Grand canyon type look with the junipers and everything. All right. So anyhow, Brahim <laughs> goes on. With an experience of more than five years in the travel and tourism industry, I intend to move to the next level and create our own tour operator agency, specializing in ecotourism, adventure, mountain activities, as well as cultural tourism. Our main mission is to introduce customers to the beautiful mountains um, in the anti-Atlas region by offering tours to discover some of the most breathtaking landscapes. In other words, I'm an experienced tour operator in Morocco. I have my own preset tours. I can offer customized tours. I can handle the whole traveler's journey that's from planning to local transportation, to the stays, to the local guides and activities. So my questions are, is there any host agency that supports this business model? And if not, what do you suggest I can do? I'm open to any suggestions. Thank you so much for the uh, to the hard team. You are the best. Uh, well, thank you, Rahim. That was uh, very overly kind of you. I'm glad we've been a great resource for you. I would say so. What you're looking at, because you're a tour operator um, and you're really a destination specialist. So the, the first thing I'll say in terms of um, some ideas for you is, I would also encourage you to listen to our travel agent chatter podcast. So again, if you if you go to the website and you look up the podcast and you there's one that's destination specialist for the tag. If you look that up, that's gonna. Um, I there's two I'm thinking of right now for you. Um, Boutique Japan. He specializes in Japan. He's a travel agency, but more on the tour operator side of things. And then there's one on Italy beyond the obvious, which obviously specializes in Italy. Um, And they're in very similar situations to you and that they know the people on the ground really well. They're only selling one destination. They know who's going to be the tour guides. They know the different local hotels. And with that, you don't necessarily need a host agency. I think Someone in your position, it doesn't make sense to align with a host agency because a host agency helps bring you those relationships and they help bring you those higher commissions. But because you're only selling one thing, you can already have those relationships um, on the ground that you have. You can negotiate your own contracts um, because you're going to be only selling their product. And so uh, instead of making 10%, you might, based on how many people you're selling them, you might actually be able to make 14%. Versus if you work with a host agency, they may have no relationship with the tour guide you do, um, and chances are very unlikely that they're going to be a preferred supplier with your host agency, which kind of makes it it makes it less attractive um, to use a host because you're going to be earning the same amount as you would with a host agency or possibly even more if you book direct because of the... Um, because of the relationship you have and the revenue that you're going to be bringing. So if that makes sense, I would, I would check out those articles. The other thing I would say, because you are doing like eco travel uh, and cultural tourism and you're a small tour operator, one other resource I would check up and get involved with is the adventure travel trade association. They have, um, let me look on our, again, going to show our screen here. On our events calendar, um, they're really—they've been really great at putting up their. Um, what do they call them? Like Adventure Elevate, Adventure Connects. So you can see there's all these Adventure Connects in Vancouver, the Azores, Toronto. Um, there's the World Travel Market in London. There's a lot of local events um, as well within the United States, as well as these international ones. Where you can get together with other small tour operators, learn best practices, um, and also people that are just passionate about bringing people in a healthy way to learn about the cultures and about the landscapes um, on a on a smaller scale. So I think you'll really like the adventure travel trade, and I'll put that in the comments as well. So I think that's all, everybody. Before you go, though, next week we are going to have on Jen Lee, no relation to me except for that we're like super fun sisters. Uh, we both like to have a lot of fun and have a lot of energy. So Jen Lee from Travel Planners International is on next week. So if you have any questions about Travel Planners International or if you have any questions about marketing, because she's a bit of a marketing guru, uh, please send those in at hostagencyreviews.com slash friday five. The week after that, our co-host is going to be a, a Comeback Again co-host. She just came on a few weeks ago, Kimberly Sturdevant from Uh, Tour Radar is going to be on. They're having a Black Friday, because that's the day it's going to happen, a Black Friday special. So you'll want to tune in to that. Uh, So we will see you all next week. Have a wonderful weekend.